0: Welcome, welcome, so happy that you're joining us this week again. Welcome to A Turn of Events, where we help put a positive spin on your business. I am Annette Nate, the CEO and Creative Director of Nate Productions. We are a strategic event production company based in New York City. We specialize in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. Right now we're working on a lot of virtual events. So if you have a live event and you're not sure how to turn it into a virtual event, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'll be happy to give you advice and talk to you about how to turn your live event into virtual. We also have a Facebook group for all of you event planners out there who are looking to start your own event business or you have a business and you're struggling and don't know what to do in these crazy times right now. Love to talk to you. Please send us an email at events at Happy to talk to you. So my guest today, I'm super excited and I just wanna warn you, there's gonna be some prof- some profanity. So if you have kids in the background who are homeschooling, make sure you put a headset on and they can't hear what's gonna go on, but we're gonna be really real and we're gonna talk about some great things on how you are, don't have a sales problem. So we're gonna talk about sales. My guest is Donnie Boyman. He is the founder and owner of Success Champions Podcast, Success Champion Magazine. Success Champion Facebook group, the Badass Business Summit, and Success Champion virtual networking groups. He is an amazing person and so much fun. You're gonna just love this and learn so much. Dottie, welcome.
1: Hey Annette, how are you dear? Awesome.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy that you're joining us.
1: Oh, my honor. I've been looking forward to hanging out with you. So Yeah,
0: yeah, me too, me too. Okay, so first of all, why don't you tell everybody about you, where you came from, how you got to this crazy place that you're at right now, <laughs> and uh, you know, just tell
1: them your story. And I love you forewarned them about the profanity because you're just yeah. going to get all amazed. So <laughs> you know, I did four years in Marine Corps, 20 years of straight commission sales guy who sold millions of dollars over the years. And in September of 2017, I decided I was tired of making everybody else wealthy. I was always the top one or two in the company, everywhere I was, and I made the leap to become a business owner and try this whole easy world of being an entrepreneur. And six months into running my business, I was standing on the back porch of my farm looking at my wife and saying, babe, we're about to lose everything we have. I had no clue how to be a business owner. I,
0: yeah, I hear you. I, the same for me.
1: <laughs> and she told me some profound words that everybody should listen to. And what she said was, Donnie, get off your ass and go sell something. And so I started fighting and figuring out what it was going to take to be build a business. And in May of 2018, I launched my podcast. And I love telling everybody podcasting saved my business. And the reason being is it taught me operations, it taught me outsourcing, it taught me how to put in process and systems in place to be able to function and flip the script from an employee mindset to a business owner mindset. And... Moving forward, the show became one of the top in the world. Five months in was in the I I think the highest I hit was 22 overall and overall all podcast on the charts. And then from there, we launched the Facebook group that now has 1,200 small business owners. 96% engagement's awesome. Then we yeah. launched the magazine. It's got 10,000 subscribers. We launched the badass business summit. It took off. Uh, it was amazing. And then we launched uh, the success champions networking groups. And we launched that in May of this year now have 28 chapters across the u.s one in canada get ready to open up in london we just opened in baja mexico and we're going from madrid spain southern uk and potentially ireland so just a crazy wild ride to get to here
0: that's amazing and that all started recently right
1: yeah yeah that's,
0: see it just it can take off and go crazy i started my business 10 years ago And like you i had no idea i knew how to i know how to do events i've been doing that for 30 years but i didn't know how to run this business i had no idea how to price myself how do i talk to the clients what forms do i get give them sales so i don't i didn't know how to do sales it was what what is i didn't want to be sleazy i'm a very natural (laughs) kind of a person i i am what i am and there's no it is what it is, is everybody knows how I am. I don't hold back on things. And sometimes that's not good. But for the most part, I'm a very honest person. But it was hard. I was in tears the first year I had nobody to help me because nobody wanted to help. And I think it's a little different now. And that's why I help entrepreneurs that planners and things because I want to help them. I don't want them to struggle. I want them to be able to be successful. It's not going to take my away from my business. It's only going to make things better for me. And I feel like if you give, 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 get.
1: And I totally agree. And very much like you, nobody was saying, Donnie, do this. And the one thing that I had going for me is I could sell freaking anything. That worked. The problem is i would never done the operational side of business. i would never done the accounting side of business. And so I'd go sell something. Cool. I would deliver. They'd get what they needed. And then I would have nothing behind it because I was trying to figure out the operations and the accounting, right. And so what I decided right around that same six month mark was, I'm just gonna document this journey because nobody was saying, Donnie, do this. Donnie, figure out this. Nobody was telling me to move. So I'm like, look, I'm gonna try and leave a bread trail for everybody else who's coming behind me. Totally so I started leave, sharing the good, the bad, the ugly, sometimes they're really ugly, sometimes they're <laughs> really great. And I think people love that authentic style message of me sharing it all, and that's you know really how we created all the champions that seem to follow us, you know, just by sharing our truths.
0: Yeah, it's the same with me. I it's the same. If you guys have any questions, please ask them. Donnie's gonna lay it all out here, so make sure you get your questions in. All right, so we're talking about sales. What is sales?
1: so here's a funny thing is everybody thinks they have a sales problem and the truth is nobody has a sales problem here's why sales is the final conversation where somebody can say yes or no to you Okay. Mm -hmm. everything else is business development to prove the point is most times people are like man if I can just sit across from them we'll do business together right I'll land that event or I will get the deal done or we'll have a great conversation The problem is people can't get in front of enough people to have those conversations because they don't want to do the work it takes to actually get those conversations lined up. So I always look at it this way. If you're not doing the day to day activities that it takes to get to the conversations, that's where you're losing. And most people as they're trying to figure it out is that's the real work. That's not the stuff they wanna do. They just wanna have the final conversation.
0: And So give us an example of the day to day.
1: We have 10 people on the team now, and it is a requirement no matter what level you're at within our company, you do 10 reach outs every day. 10 reach outs that can say, people can say yes to your products, yes or no, to, to your products and service. And I don't, we don't care whether they're doing it via text, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever platform, but it's 10 reach outs every day. And what we find is getting those conversations just started leads to a lot more further sales conversations. Now, I don't expect every employee in my company to have that final sales conversation. Right. But they're helping open those doors so I can usually step in or one of my other teammates can step in and have that final sales conversation. But the simplest thing anybody in this world can do is go on whatever platform you're on and do 10 reach outs to people specifically who can say yes or no to you.
0: And I think, obviously, when you say platforms, it's the social media platforms. It, it's And then also you want to go where those people are.
1: But it's also text messages. It's email. A lot of people, back when the world was completely open, I'm in Texas and everything is open. But back when the whole world was open, all the networking events and everything were going on, people would collect all these business cards. And they would take those business cards, get back to their office, and those cards would sit on their freaking desk. Yeah. And then they would do nothing of it. And then when they did think about they should do something with it, they just played bingo or blackjack and moved the cards from one side of the desk to the other. Yeah. And yeah. they felt like they were doing something.
0: Yeah, you have to follow up is yeah. everything. And so if you're reaching out to these 10 people, how many times do you reach back to them?
1: I'm a one-trick pony with everything. Yeah, you know. You with, are? With, yeah. Two things that, that people don't understand. It's like a platform like LinkedIn. Most, and I would challenge that 80% of the people on LinkedIn were guilt-tripped into being on LinkedIn. Yeah. Somebody says, you you are in corporate America, you got to have a LinkedIn profile. So they set it up one time, and they've never gone back to look at it. Right. So what we always tell everybody is make a 10 first moves. And if you're doing it every day, it doesn't matter if they come back to you. Yeah, because you're always taking actions, and some days you win big and you find yourself in 20 or 30 ongoing conversations. You're like, Holy crap, how do I keep up with all this? And yeah. other days it's like a desert, nobody's responding to anything else. But that's why the 10 is such a magic number because it keeps you moving forward and reaching out and getting those conversations yeah.
0: and consistency. Oh. I say this on every call, every one of these that I do, it's to be consistent, that's super important.
1: Yeah, you know. I hate the phrase massive action and a lot of people throw it out there. And to me, massive action is burnout because uh, when somebody like Tony Robbins says take massive action, they're really telling people to make a move right in that moment. So, for some people, a massive action might be stepping on the stage for the first time. A massive action might be a cold call for the first time. But when, and and that's what they're really saying when they say it, but what most people hear when somebody says massive action is work your ass off. And if work your ass off was the answer, then every blue-collar guy and gal across the world would be the most wealthy individuals on the planet. It's not just hard work, it's consistency in doing the right damn thing on a regular basis. And the right damn thing is the key because I went through sales and a lot of people come up to me and they would tell me, Donnie, I've got 20 or 30 years of sales experience. And then you look at them and they've never been middle of the row in their sales teams and their sales contests and everything else. They never had 20 or 30 years. They had year one repeated 20 or 30 times.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, and it's always interesting that people don't want to do the things that will actually help them evolve and grow into a business leader.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. And I, when you're like yourself doing all kinds of different things, you've got a, you're juggling it, but it can be done. People are doing it. You and I are doing all different kinds of stuff. So it can right. be done. And also having you know a team to help. When you're first starting, that's a question I wanna ask you. When you're first starting out, like I know when I first started and I hear sales, but all i i noticed that all i did was i would go to networking groups i would they would ask what i did and i mostly want to be interested in what they do and i think that's mm-hmm. super important is be interested in the other person because everyone loves to talk about themselves yep. so be interested in what they do and then they're going to ask because that's a natural thing where you're at a networking group or you're on zoom or whatever and they're going to ask what you do and i would just say i'm an event producer and what kind of events do you do when i say what i do i've never been one to be really salesy and then Usually the people that are standing around me will sell for me because right. they, and they've never seen my events, but they think I'm fantastic mm-hmm. and they, because I talk, I'm confident if you're confident and you come across as being confident, that's going to be, that's sales right there to me. I feel like just being myself. And just showing that I'm confident about what I do, it comes across, oh, I want to work with her. She seems fun. Or, she knows what she's doing. so yeah. I just found out that just being myself, I'm lucky to have that sort of personality. But if you don't have that kind of personality, you probably need some skills there. So yeah,
1: I, I, I love this. And, and let's dance with confidence really quick. Confidence isn't a thing. And let me explain. People always say, I'm not confident enough to do that. I'm not a net. I, I can't just put myself out there. And my answer is bullshit. And, and here's why, because there's some things in your life that, that you are the best at doing period, whether it's cooking dinner, whether it's doing the laundry, whether it's mowing the yard, whatever it is, you're damn good. You're confident in your abilities to get that thing done. You have confidence. Anytime that you don't feel like you have confidence, it's not lack of confidence, it's lack of damn experience. Right. You haven't been in the situation enough time to figure out how to be natural in that moment. So true. You know, and and it's like the first time somebody asked you what you did, I'm sure you stumbled and it came out clunky and you fumbled over your your words, but you... (laughs) didn't go home and climb under the blanket and never go back out again to another event and another event. and and
0: It's it's the same with this show. So I started it scared to death. I still get little butterflies before I start, which is so funny because I'm just talking with my friends here and trying to help people. That's what I'm trying to do. But now I'm getting much more comfortable, the beginning's better, the entry. Like in the beginning, I would forget to say half of the things I wanted to say and I didn't talk about myself But I would jump in. It just takes practice and eventually it's second nature. It's just like anything. If you practice it and you're nervous about it, you just have to practice. Okay, so why do most people suck at sales?
1: Because they give a shit what the other person thinks about them. So... Most times people, when they're in that conversation, they're sitting across from somebody and it's like got this whiteboard on their chest that says, please tell me what I'm worth. Write on this whiteboard what yeah. I'm worth. You. And the truth of the matter is the person you're sitting across from having that conversation with, they're not even thinking about you because you know what they're doing? They're holding up their own whiteboard and going, would you please write on my whiteboard and tell me what I'm worth? So it, it comes down to, the more you're concerned about how that person sees you envision you thinks about you the more you lose because you lose the authenticity in the conversation and and so it's about what we've been talking about all the way through this is showing up as your damn self and learning to talk about things that you can connect with other individuals on that you can geek out about it's always funny to me that growing up in the sales game before i started doing sales training you know, I was told, Donnie, you can't have an accent. You've got to wear a suit. You don't, For the love of God, don't cuss. And, and I was told you had to act a certain way, be a certain way. So my sales career starting off was tough because I couldn't be myself. Because myself is right. a guy who cusses, wear blue jeans, cowboy boots, and t shirts. Yeah. You know, and
0: it drinks bourbon or Scotch.
1: It, wow, run, wow. lots of rum, yeah. lots of rum. Uh, <laughs> And that's just who I am. But in corporate America, that guy doesn't win because he's not playing the corporate role. And in corporate role America, to succeed and play the game, you shut up and do what you're told. Yeah. So, what that doesn't allow you to do is put that authentic foot out there to where you can, you know, turn off what other people think, and and when you're just your damn self, and you can sit across from somebody and understand that sales is just a conversation. It's a conversation between two people that happens to have an outcome. And the moment you think it's any more than just a conversation is the moment you start losing. And, and so, turn off the noise. Yeah, Quit thinking about what they're thinking about because they're not thinking about you at all.
0: Yeah, you know? Yeah. they've got their own stuff going on.
1: Yeah, totally. And, yeah. and you gotta remember is, is people hate to be sold to but they love to buy. When you just go into a conversation, all you're doing is trying to make it very easy for them to say yes to whatever you have. I so it's not about closing because closing's for assholes um, and closing is just a transaction. There's never a close. There's only a start to a relationship.
0: Yeah, I, we've talked about this before. Why don't you believe in closing?
1: Because it comes down to when you close something out, it's done. It's over. It's a transaction. We don't... Move forward. It's closed. So where closing comes from is the gurus of the day, all the guys who came up to doing sales training. So you think about guys like Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Grant Cardone, and nothing against these guys. They do have some valuable message to them. But if you go look in their background and what they sold, it was all transactional sales. It was cars and cars lots. It was insurance. It was very transactional in nature. So they didn't need the ongoing relationship. They just needed to get the deal done. And, and so that's where this whole idea of closing came from. In this day and age, if you go for a close, you're going to come across as that jackass salesperson that nobody likes. And you're going to be trying to club people over the head to get the deal done. Instead, you go in and you just have a conversation and you start a relationship. Because here's a fantastic thing, especially the bigger the sale with more zeros on it, yeah. you're not going to close that deal in that first conversation. Right. It's going to be an ongoing elongated conversation with bigger things that continue to happen and cooler things that you get into and find out about them and yourself and you connect and you're closing a multi million dollar deal. Oftentimes I want those bigger deals because I hung around long enough and waited for the other vendor to screw up. Or I would always ask them, Hey, can I be your number two? Can I be your second vendor? And I get the little piddly stuff that, that you know, over and then, over time, the other vendor was going to drop the ball, and I'm going to get the nod that's put me in, Coach. But right. you don't get that if you're constantly trying to sit across from somebody and close the deal right. because you're using some cheesy ass tactic that uh, that some sage guru told you should use.
0: Yeah, for me, I, sometimes it could take me a year or two to close to get a, yeah. an, a, an event for with somebody with a corporation or a foundation. And it's, I'm going back and forth and back and forth because they're spending, events are not cheap and they're spending sometimes millions of dollars on an event and it's a lot of money. And I'm just constantly building that relationship and showing that we're able to do this. We we can, we're the team for you and we're part of your team. That's it, sometimes it takes us a really long time. And, and I've nurtured just being, going in meetings, I, but one time I had this client and I, it took me five years to get to work with her. And then I ended up doing like 20 events for her, but it took me five years. I wasn't ready and then she wasn't sure. And then she met a lot of people along the way. And then eventually I just never gave up. I just, and I did it in a nice way. Like every time i if I saw her out it would be every six months or whatever it was. And then I just kept engaging with her on her platform and stuff like that.
1: So. No, I, I'm with you. And what you kind of think about is, especially, in the bigger ticket sales when people are making a decision it's a risky maneuver to go with somebody the first time yeah you know because you especially in in, in events because we just did ours i know we're going to talk about it when you're working with these outside vendors your brand is on the line if they don't step up and do what they're supposed to do so it's a very risky maneuver to go with somebody the first time and we've got to keep that uh in play as we're having that sales conversation
0: yeah i mean listen when I, cause I'm very hands-on, I'm a boutique company. We I'm very hands-on with all of my clients. So I don't, it doesn't go off to my team that has to do the logistics and things like that. But it, I'm always hands-on and I'm on all the calls, but it's, I'm always on even after I do the close or make the sale or however you want it to be. I don't even like the clothes either, but make that sale or sign that agreement. I'm still on like halfway through. If I drop the ball, they're going to remember that and they're not going to want to work with me again. So my customer service is constantly on, and that's super important for me, and I think for any company. I just don't know how people who don't have great customer service are in business. It just blows my mind. Because I have to work for it all the time. Even if I sign them and I do a fantastic job, they think because I did such a good job that they can do it themselves. And I've had clients go off and do it themselves. And then they come back because they're like, oh my gosh, that was so much work because I don't sit and write down everything I do all day long to them.
1: What people need to think about is if you're selling something and, and it's just exactly what you said is you've got to deliver on what you said you can do. Yes. I recently had a, a situation with a vendor that we paid a lot of money to do a, a simple thing for us. I'm not going to say what it was, but I want to throw them completely under the bus. Yeah. but. Their delivery of what we asked was so far off of what we discussed, what was in the contract, what what we had laid out. It was mind-boggling. So, yeah. so if you're going to sell something, deliver. Yeah. Right? And literally get them exactly what you say you do. And and if you want that as a lifetime client, over freaking deliver. Don't right. just do what you say you're going to do. Do more. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, I always give later deadlines and then get it to them early. You know, that's you they're not expecting that. So that's a simple thing to do. Oh,
1: you're definitely in New York.
0: I'm in New York. You can hear <laughs> this. I can't do anything about that. I always feel that's what makes it fun. <laughs> I'm in New York. I know. Okay. So I know that you talk a lot about routines. So why do you talk so much about that? What's what is that? Why is that so important? And I can tell you why, but and for yeah, my, sure, my sure, producer, but I want to hear what you, why that's so important.
1: Yeah, so why he talks uh, every, about it. Absolutely, uh, everything in our life is a routine. Everything you do, I don't care the way you wake up, the way you go yeah. to the bathroom, the way you eat, the way you do social media. Everything's a routine. Problem is, is for a lot of people, they're the wrong damn routines. Yeah. The way you start the day for your business, the way you do your outreaches and a lot of times if people look at their business and what they're doing they're just all over the damn map they're not doing the proper routine i know for me is i'm a morning person always been a morning person my wife the exact opposite man. yeah i'm like, not
0: either
1: yeah but i know i've got to do the most difficult things first yeah What's well, not my tendency to do a lot of the difficult things first so I, early in my business, I found things like doing business development and, and whatnot at the end of the day when I was tired and exhausted, and so my outreaches weren't good. But since I was a morning person, I run a full working farm, but in addition to running all these businesses, it required me to figure out an entire routine that would allow me to win. Every morning I'm up at four o'clock, I work out, I read a book, I do journaling. Then I go take care of the farm animals. And that's two hours all in to do all of that. And it allows me to get into the office by seven o'clock and start getting the day set up and that first move seven o'clock every morning is my 10 reach outs. And I've had to make that a routine to get it done because as anybody knows, once your meetings start there's no reach out, there's no business development. You're putting out fires 24 seven, client meetings and prospect meetings and vendors or whatever. Yeah. So so I had to put that routine in place so I would get it done properly. And literally if people will start looking at their routines, they'll fix a lot of things that are going wrong in their business because they're just not doing the proper routine.
0: Yeah, I, I was just having this conversation yesterday I get I have back to back calls and of course clients are writing and they need something right away or whatever and then like at six o'clock I start work it's my day started back to back to back because in the morning I'm not a morning person I work out my day usually I wake up around seven but then I work on my phone and I'm on social media and doing looking to see what's out there if anybody tagged me on something that I need to respond to. And then I work out every day. So I have to do that for my sanity and then I jump into my day, but it's usually back to back. And then at six o'clock I start to do work cause I haven't been able to do it all day, but I'm a night person. So I don't mind that. But, um, okay. So let's talk about emotional evolution.
1: <laughs> so what people don't realize is most of their decisions in their life are based on on emotions versus facts whether you decide to go after that client is usually an emotional decision. Whether you decide to buy that new program is usually an emotional decision versus a, you know, a factual decision. Emotional evolution is the ability to understand how you're reacting and responding in a moment and evolving that so it becomes the right move. And we'll go take it from a sales standpoint. Oftentimes we know, that we should go talk to that prospect across the room. Or we know that we should ask a tough question in the middle of a sales conversation. There's all these things we're going, but emotionally we start thinking about the thoughts going through our head. We start thinking about what they're going to think about us and we emotionally start kicking our own ass versus just stepping forward. So to emotionally evolve, you have to literally step in the game. She is really good at catching my quotes. I Well done. Yeah. Keep it up. Keep it up. But the she's the
0: best. She's amazing.
1: She's amazing. Yeah. But what it really comes down to is who you are right now is not the person you need to become to get where you need to go. You have got to evolve and one of the biggest things that you've got to evolve is your emotional thought process when it comes to core decisions in your life and business. You've got to be able to plant your feet and ask the tough questions. Walk across the room to that prospect. Send a DM or a private message to that great person you want to talk to. Reach out to a podcast and and get on their show. Do the things and quit letting your own emotional baggage keeping you to keep you know, for keeping you from actually leveling up and growing your business to where you want to go right I mean, and that goes all into all kinds of things the prices you're charging the way you deliver the packages how you do things take a lot of the emotions out of it and start putting a lot of the more tactics and leveling up your game because, look, nobody's taught sales. Nobody's taught how to run a business. Right. You're right? all learned skill sets. It's like the first event you probably ever did, you weren't an absolute rock star. Yeah. You figured shit out. You... What are you talking <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all screwed shit up, broke things yeah. along the way, and learned yeah. from. It. And so right. part of the emotional evolution is literally failing better.
0: Yeah. Listen, I've, there's been lots of things that's happened that I'm like, oh my gosh, I never saw that coming it's really what what sets you apart from others is knowing how to fix it so i always say i'm not an event planner i'm a problem solver because it seems like every we're always solving problems whether it's the setup's wrong the lighting's wrong whatever it is it's definitely a challenge but i like that there's a lot of emotion behind having a business and having conversations when i first we were talking about when i first started the business and i was nobody would help me and we were scared you know we didn't know what to do I went to this, it was like nine months in, and I just couldn't get anybody to help me. I went up to other event planners that were successful and super successful in the business, and I thought, let me, I'll pay you. Like, I wasn't not, they didn't want to help me. And so I had been following this woman for a very long time on on the internet or social media, whatever, and she happened to, I got invited to an event, like, It was a last-minute thing the night before the event. Someone had an extra ticket and asked me if I want to go. I said, "Okay, great." She happened to be speaking at that event, and the fear around me going up to her to ask her because I'd been rejected so many times to ask her if she could just help me. Could she? I would pay her. I want to coach with her. I need help. I don't know how to price and this and that. And she was so, she sat down with me for 30 minutes and we had a ball and it changed my life. But I was so nervous because I was, again, I thought I was going to be rejected again. But I did, and it changed my life. And the worst thing that can happen is they say no and you feel bad for a minute, but you'll forget about it within a week or whatever.
1: I I love this. And two takeaways I want people to to really dive in here. One, if you're ever on stage, understand that there are people in that crowd that all they want to do is just say hi. And I always tell people, it's never always, a, it's not always about the person who finds the courage to come say hi. It's really about the person who can't get their ass out of the seat to walk up there. So be kind if you're on stage. Yeah. If, if somebody walks up to you, do with that gal, did bless her heart. And sit down, and give you a half hour of your time. Yeah. And make sure you make it to the cheap seats because there's somebody back there that all they need is a quick nod, a smile, You right. know and how you're doing. And it'll be so impactful. Yeah. To guys, the simple thought that she had about going to find somebody who's already a rock star at this, that's the answer to almost everything you're struggling with in your exactly. business. Exactly. Go find that person that's kicking ass and already at the level you want. And, and the problem is there's so many coaches in a marketplace. Yeah. Right? And to me, a coach is just somebody who lost their job and is unemployable. Nobody <laughs> wants them to have a coach, right? right? Stay away from the coaches that are coaching in those arenas and yes. go find the people that are actually doing right. and accomplishing what you're doing. Because that's how I found sales success is I'd always go find the top guy in the company that I worked for. and like, okay, how did you get here? And then I would duplicate it and then I would just do better than they did. And that's how I learned a lot of the sales game. And so good on you. One, for having the courage to finally going up and say and two, for applying what you learned.
0: I coach event planners now because I don't want them to feel how I felt. I don't want them to make, you're gonna make mistakes and you need to make mistakes to learn, but I don't want them to feel that way. And I, I know it's scary hiring a coach because if you're first, if you're just starting out, you're not making any money. But at the end of the day, the money that you're gonna save from not making all those costly mistakes along the way. But if you want, I say that all the time. I'm not super expensive, cause I don't charge like an enormous amount of money cause I know they're starting. But I also, and I'm such a giver that a lot of times I'm just, it's too much. But at the end of the day, that's who I am. And I just have to, I had to learn to rein it in. So I take right. time with people, but. So let's talk about your event. Cause I know you did your first mm-hmm. summit. Uh, recently like a few months ago and let's talk about that
1: we because of the success of the Facebook group I'll tell you how we got there then we'll talk about what happened at the event after the success of the podcast we launched the success champions networking group and I was doing a lot of live sessions during that time. And during one of the live sessions, a gals goes, hey, there's a speaking engagement down in South Texas. Would you go speak at this event? And I'm like, cool, send me the information. And a couple of people watching live were like, hey, if you're going to go speak somewhere, let's all go down with this whole success champions thing. Which ultimately led to if we're going to all meet somewhere, why don't we do an event where we can all just meet and it's a whole success champions thing. So that's how the Badass Business Summit was formed. And it was originally slated to happen in April of this year. We know what happened March, April, May. The whole world shut down. We had to postpone the event till September. The ugly side of that is we had outlaid a ton of cash to have that event back then. We weren't recouping people weren't giving deposits back and everything else so our only choice was to delay but we also launched the success champion networking at that point as well because we knew people were going to be struggling with doing business online so now flash forward to september i've done training all over the world i have spoken to other people's events i've keynoted events but I've never done my own event. And so, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And the event was an amazing success. We sold out a convention center here in Fort Worth, Texas. We did it in person. We did it live. But as and, and the but is we learned a lot. The feedback's been amazing. The the stuff's been, but we learned things like how do you deal with vendors? How do you deal with contracts? You know, how do you deal with the tech side of things? Because holy hell, if the technology thing could go wrong, it went yep. wrong. Well.
0: Right. You know,
1: how do you, you know, deal with the speakers and sometimes their egos and how do you just get everything functioning and flowing? So God love people like a net. I should have hired your ass if I would have met you just a little bit sooner.
0: I know. And yeah. okay. There's the next one.
1: You know, but all in all, my company behind the scenes that people don't get to see is we live by one mantra and let's go break some shit. And cause we know whatever we try new, something's going to break. And so it's going into it. And that's what I mean by failing better is you've got to go into it knowing that you aren't going to be perfect. Going to it, you know, that some of this is a learning experience. So for us doing the Badass Business Summit, completely knocked it out of the park for what we want to accomplish. But now we know specifically what we need to do to kick it up a notch. We need tighter contracts. We need to have better conversations with facilities, better tech with a better team. And there's just a lot of moving parts that you don't think about. So it was a lot of fun to do. I, I guarantee you I got a lot more gray hairs than I had going into it. <laughs> <laughs> Your
0: beard's more gray. Right,
1: right, right. So
0: it, obviously, I always talk about when we we first talked, you were like, so I said, it's good to have a producer because you wouldn't have to deal with all of yeah. this. Yeah. We take care of dealing with the, the attitudes of the speakers and the sponsors and the just pulling that all together and making sure all the vendors are doing what they're supposed to do the job of the host of the event is to focus on the content and then engage with their audience so that you're building this relationship with them and the rest of it should be through an event producer so i think that's really important is even if you can just hire someone to come on even like just before and be on site that's helpful we tend to want to do the whole thing because our name is on it and if the logistics of it is sucky our name's on it so we don't like to do that but It's worth every penny for the headache and then the growth of course we help with you know the sales piece of it and things like that as well as advising on that stuff and and how to make money from your event not just throwing an event just to feed people you know know,
1: one thing that I I learned from a gal by the name of Chris Ward I was on her podcast um, and she said this way which I thought was brilliant your vendors your employees they should be holding you accountable not you not them what you just said is would have made this whole event better yeah. us holding you accountable, holding your vendors accountable, holding everybody accountable so you could go do what you're supposed to do, right. which is smooth with everybody, interact, bond, get to know people, and then perform on stage so you can deliver. Yeah. That's, that's well, a- Plus,
0: you're going to save money. First of all, you're going to save money with someone who knows how to negotiate contracts, which is a huge piece that we do. So that in itself is going to save you a ton of money and we're going to hold the venue responsible and all the vendors responsible for those contracts. The other thing is, um, and I forgot what that other point was. Um, you're going to
1: say
0: the vendors, we know so many vendors i have been in the business a long time. So we know a ton of vendors that are going to save you money as well. And they're going to do a great job for you. I don't tend to like to work. With vendors, I don't know now. Sometimes when we go out of state, we have to if the budgets are smaller and we can't take our AV crew with us. But I also interview and make sure that they're saying and doing what they, you know, what they what they say they're going to do. They're going to do what they say. So it's tough, but it's definitely an advantage to have a professional work with you. So that you don't have to deal with all that stuff and it's going to save you a lot of money but i'm proud of you for doing it i saw some <laughs> of the pictures and the videos and i think it was awesome i love to see people do their first event i always know it's always challenging but
1: yeah we learned a lot and thank you for that Oh, well, we're we have big visions for about after Business summit i've already told my team we're either going to do it once or twice next year it's all depending on What happens through the end of this year, the elections and everything determine if we set a date or not, depending on how that all turns out. But our ultimate goal is to take the Badass Business Summit around the world, continue to launch all the networking groups and continue to grow. I want to be able to take the champions that follow and love what we do and allow them to meet each other wherever they are in the world. Yeah,
0: I think that's awesome. So how do people truly discover themselves?
1: go get punched in the face over and over again. And, and here's what I mean, is people play life very safe. People love their bubble. They love feeling okay. And the only way to truly level up is to go get punched in the face and go. Thank you, may I have another? And I, I, Rocky Balboa says it best. And he's talking to his son. It's a brilliant scene in one of his movies. And he said, "Son, life is not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can take a hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. But problem is, most people aren't taking the hits. Right? They're they're." doing well if you're running a business they're doing the same shit they did when they were an employee of a business yeah or if they are an employee of something they're only doing what they're told versus pushing the envelope and showing what they're capable of they're not doing enough of the really good things that's going to get them moving forward that's how you evolve as a person going back to emotional evolution is if things aren't breaking and there's not some sort of chaos in your business, then you are playing it too damn safe. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like going back to the summit. When we did the summit, we knew shit was gonna break. Yeah. And and we knew that we just had to continue to move forward and get punched in the face over and over again and then learn from it, which goes back to what she put up there earlier, which is you gotta fail better. Yeah. And fail again. Yeah. You
0: know. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's so true. So why did you name your company success champion?
1: <laughs> so there's a movie called Troy starring Brad Pitt. And the beginning, opening scene of this movie is brilliant. So you got two armies standing in the middle of a field and they're getting ready to have this massive war. And the Kings come to the center and look, we can kill all of our men or you pick your best. I'll pick my best. Whoever wins that battle wins the whole war. They both agree. So the one king calls his guy, and this WWE you know, wrestling monster of a dude comes out, and he's screaming and hollering. they flash forward, and, here, and the king goes, go get Brad Pitt, which I think his name's Achilles in the movie. And they flash forward, and Brad Pitt's laying in a brothel, drunk as hell. <laughs> and this is a guy who's supposed to you know, stand up for the entire army. Yeah, and, yeah. So Brad comes out and King looks at him and goes, My God, you're supposed to be representing my company or my country and you're drunk and Brad's don't worry about it. Scenes flash forwards, Brad grabs his freaking javelin, the two guys meet the center field, Brad jumps, turns, stabs the guy through the freaking neck, die dies, war's over, Brad won the whole thing. The king chose Brad to be the champion. And my question through life for everybody is when have you become the champion of you when have you chosen yourself to find success and i believe everybody should be the champion of their own success so when it became a success champion that's what it is you should be your own success champion and and i grew up in the world of reading books and going to conferences and bettering myself and I always looked up to these guys because I felt like they were carving a trail for other people to follow. Yeah. And, and that's what I want to do for others. I don't want to be just the guy on the stage that says, here's how you find success No, watch what the fuck I do. And watch, watch what I freaking create, watch how much work I'm putting in and do what I do. Follow right. my lean, follow my path and let's run together. The starts with, you got to champion yourself first.
0: Yeah, that's what I tell my my coaching clients, the event planners is watch what I'm doing on social media. It's, it doesn't look like, just watch what I'm doing and just follow what I'm doing. I mean, that's- You're definitely
1: New York girl. You got the hands going, (laughs) knocking mics over.
0: I'm I'm both too many, a lot of nationalities going on here. French and (laughs) Italian and Greek and Syrian. It's like a whole big mess of that, but (laughs) it's a lot of All right, so this is such, such great information and I obviously could talk to you all day, but I just want to ask, what's the number one thing a person can do to grow their business? especially if they're just starting or if they're already have a business, what's some good advice on growing the business to, um, to the next level?
1: Yeah, I, I think where people screw up is they don't have a vision that others want to help them create. There's a lot of talk about having a why. And for me, a why is just too selfish in nature. I'm nothing against Simon Sinek and his entire thought process. But for me, I want a vision of how are you changing the world? how are you doing and even if that world just your small portion of it sure you know when we launched success champions the idea was can i lead the path and can others help champion this mission all along the way and help me lift it up and and go bigger with it so champions are all around the world to give it a prime example bought in this idea that we can help each other and grow bigger and help each other become our own success champions And people are coming in, they're launching chapters underneath the Success Champions brand and they're helping us grow this entire business, which is funneling our message going bigger and louder everywhere. People are inviting us onto their podcasts because they believe in what we're doing and they want to hear the story and do more. So when you have a vision that other people want to help you build, your business starts to take off and just go bigger and bigger because more people want to be a part of that vision. But most people don't know what they're going to do tomorrow, let alone try and create a vision of something that other people want to help them create. So that's, I mean, that literally, you get that right and everything else will fall in line over time.
0: And even if you're just starting out, it's the same advice, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then the other thing I would do is realize that you as an individual, if you're just starting out are not scalable. And what I mean by that is, if you're the only person that can do it, that is not a scalable business. Outsource quickly and get the things you suck at off your plate very fast. And people look at me often they're like, "What if I can't afford to outsource?" I'm like, trade, barter your ass off, anything you freaking do yeah. to get somebody well, to help you out.
0: You can't not afford it. Like, yeah. whereas you really should. So. I have all kinds of people because I'm not, I have a marketing director who helps with all my marketing, but I, I feed that I lead that at the end of the day. And then I have Kathy who helps me do this whole program is a whole nother thing in itself. But, and then I have my Facebook group, which I'm starting and I, I, it's funny because I have a lot of fear around that because it's a ton of work. And I have to keep engaging and I have to give, I haven't opened it yet. Like it's literally sitting there. I have people ready to go and I just, I'm getting myself ready to do that. Cause there's a, a lot of engagement that I want to do. So I want to make sure that it's not just a, a Facebook group that's sitting there and, but you do a great job with your Facebook group. And why don't you talk about that a little bit? Cause yeah. I'm in it and I love it. And I think <laughs> you do a great job at keeping people engaged and everyone is engaged in there, which is great. So what's the secret around that? And Tell them about the Facebook group so that they can join us.
1: Yeah. So, the name of the Facebook group is Success Champion. So, you can find it really easy. But for me, it comes down to have a successful group, give a shit about the people, and then create a community where they can all hang out and geek out on the same thing. I I think what's made our group 1,200 strong, 90%, 96% engagement, as we just checked it. Um, It comes down to the fact that people feel like they can come there and learn. They feel like that there's people just like them. So we afford a lot of opportunity to people to talk about what they do, but also find other people who geek out on the same things they geek out on. And when, when you can connect on something that's a passion of yours it just makes for better conversations right and i i just love the people in there i don't want to see them win so that's a lot of it for me
0: yeah no that's really awesome so where else can we reach you what's i know we have all kinds of stuff here you have your website you have a podcast. So what are you looking for anybody to be on your podcast? Talk about that.
1: So on the podcast, it's tough to get on my show just because we've got this point, so many PR firms and everything out there. But I challenge everybody to try. And and, and the reason is you can't win if you don't try. So try and get through and and throw your hat in the ring and see what happens. But I always have a gift for everybody that, that hangs out and sticks around this long with us. So One of the things I struggled with tremendously was creating content and trying to figure out how do we create a ton of content, massively on a regular basis. So we did a training course for about 40 small business owners and we taught how you can take about 20 minutes and make an an endless amount of content. It's a pretty cool way, using all free programs. So, Kathy, get your fingers ready. If you will text, (laughs) I am a success champion to 817-318. Sixty thirty, I'll send you that training video for free. And we're sitting with a lot of our clients, and we're walking them through step by step how to create just an endless amount of content in twenty minutes. So it's eight eight one seven three one eight sixty thirty, and you text the words "I am a success champion." Excellent. Kathy, I'll pass your fingers on that one. <laughs> oh, look it. at her go. Look
0: at her go. Yes, I'm, impressed. At I'm a success chamber. All together. I am you a success You can put
1: the gaps in there. That's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, You can do it like that. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm still learning, how. I guess, how to do text. I don't know. All right, well, thank you. It's been so fun. Thank you so much for taking your time, because I know you are super crazy busy, and I'm just so blessed to have you on the show. And the swearing wasn't too bad. No, I, I played nice. I played nice. I, I mean, you, did very, you did very well. So thank you again, and I really appreciate your time.
1: Absolutely. It's been an honor. Well done on such a great questions and keep me engaged all the way through. Thank I appreciate
0: you. it. Oh, it's great. I knew we were going to have a good conversation. So I appreciate it. All right, everyone. So thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll be here next week. Take care.